What up, Tremaine? What up, Kev? Happy Monday. Yeah, man. It's President's Day. It's President's Day. <laughs> so was we Carson back at home it again. Today? Was Carson home? Yeah, he today? was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was. He was home. So and Valerie was off. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, Tolliver. Yes. Tolliver was off, but him and Danielle was gone all day. So I was pretty much I, I had I was working like crazy. Uh, so it was perfectly fine. And then Tolliver's actually off tomorrow too. So but then Daniel's off. Oh wow. Yeah, Daniel's off. So she'll be able to stay around with him. It's hard working with that little dude around, man. It's almost impossible. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, because he wants to he wants to be in the mix. Huh? You do, man. You always hungry. You want to play it, want to get on the video game or something. And I'll be usually on phone calls all day. So good thing she's yeah. on. Well, we did it, man. We we made it to episode number two. We did, man. We here. We out here. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think the first uh first one out the gate went well. Uh I was satisfied with the uh yeah. with the playback and you know, I haven't gotten any feedback from anybody, you know, not yet, but it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel good, man. It's one of those it's not a bucket list type situation, but it's one of those things that like I'm glad we did it. And, you know, a lot of times these type of podcasts or whatever it is, they uh, stay as ideas and they never actually come into fruition. So I'm kind of I'm glad that it didn't just it didn't just, you know, stew in the pot. It became something. And then we'll just keep building. Right. Off of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. um, So our, the, the title of the podcast, we didn't we didn't touch on that, like how right. we got to how we arrived at calling the show skeptics over everything and you actually came up with that title um we after we tossed around show show titles and podcast titles for a while so uh just tell me tell them people that are listening how you how how we got that name so i feel like everything starts with politics (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) yeah man it's just um, so a lot of, a lot was going on in the world. Um, I think you know, the pandemic was still pretty new. It was 2020 and, and everybody was adjusting to this shutdown and this pause in the world. But then we start seeing things that are happening in the world, really from both political sides that, I mean, I'll be honest, it was more from the left, but at the same time, it was yeah. a little bit from both sides, but that didn't make right. sense. So you know, we start throwing out some names and we realized that, you know, we were recon- we became very skeptical a lot of the information that we hear because, yeah. even though I do feel like misinformation is abused. That title, I think is hugely abused. It does. It's still not fake. You do have right. things that are happening now where you'll see a headline and you'll think it's the whole entire story when it's just a headline to grab attention and to grab views. So it makes you skeptical about what you read and you see these days. Right. And and just thinking about the word skeptical, period, you know, just mm-hmm. to be a skeptic, because, you know, we don't claim to have all the answers. We don't right. claim to to know everything. We just that's why we we're skeptical of the information that comes our way, because we don't know what can be trusted. You know, the right. sources where it's coming from. So we kind of like, well, we don't know if that's true or not. 
So we just going to adopt a wait and see attitude or, you know, see what kind of research we can do on our own, do our own digging and come to our own like objective conclusions about, you know, what's in front of us. And so that's pretty much been, you know, our, you know, how we've been thinking that's been our, you know, train of thought, like through everything, like over the last, you know, really it's been more prevalent over the last like five or six years. We've right. really taken the attitude of, we don't know what to think. So <laughs> we, just kinda, <laughs> we, we just kind of, we just kind of take, we take it and analyze it, you know, on a case by case basis and then form our conclusions you know, by, by that, you know, not to say that one side is better than the other, or, you know, one source is more informative than another, but, you know, it's a lot of stuff out there, man, that just like, you hear things and, you know, a lot of it is clickbait, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it should be, you know, these are, this is information that we should look deeper into this because clickbait can, if you just go off of, off of headlines, it can get you into trouble exactly. in terms of your, your, your train of thought. So, and pretty much all the time now, like a headline is just what it is. It's just a headline it has nothing to do with the depth of the story. So, right. you know, and unfortunately I think everybody has grown very lazy and I blame Twitter. Mm-hmm. I always blame yeah. Twitter. Oh, anytime yeah. I get into this, this conversation with anyone. I think once as a society, we went to, 140 character limit, I think it affected everything. It affects how we read news. It affects our attention span. And some of it also is from a physical standpoint, because we're always in front of a device, whether it's our work computers or, and we know it's it's mainly our phones. Our attention spans are just shorter in general. And if you read it, if you read about this, um, with just a lot of healthcare professionals, they talk about how atten- how bad our attention spans are across the world. So, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, you know you're right. I'll agree with you on that because Twitter is, <laughs> you know, I, I'm you know I'll say this on the podcast uh, and be open about it. But I deleted my Twitter account the day that mm-hmm. they banned President Trump, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it wasn't. It wasn't because I was trying to stand with Donald Trump, but I looked at it like if if they can ban a sitting president, like what's to stop them from banning me from saying what I want to say? And I didn't I don't I'm like, I'm not going to be in an environment where, you know, that can happen for me. You know, me not being able to potentially say what I want to say about, you know, the issues that are affecting me or have the potential to impact me. And so. I didn't like that, man. I had a big problem with the fact that they so easily um, dismissed him, you know, off of Twitter like that. Yeah, honestly, it wasn't just so Trump was the beginning of it, but then it, it started trickling down to others. So you, it, they, right. just weren't, they weren't the president of the United States. Anybody who had a view opposite of whatever Twitter thought was should have been the narrative. It didn't matter what it was and it didn't matter what side of the line they stood on. But if Twitter didn't agree with that message and they were influential, they started they started banning them. You out of so, here. Yeah, you were out of yeah, here. I didn't hear yeah, that. I had a huge problem with that. Um, and then it just makes you very it, it doesn't you know, it's not a platform to you. It's not a platform that you want 
kind of platform you really want to be on if you feel like at the any given minute, especially if you have thousands or thousands or millions of followers, they don't agree with you. You're going through a ban process to try to get your your uh your Twitter back. That's I'm not I'm right. Not yeah, no, no, it's I've always hated Twitter to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the same time, though, I don't like when they went down that road. No, it made it worse. It made it made it way worse. And um so so we we kind of looked at you know everything like the information that's in front of us, like you know, and I'll say, I mean, we both can agree about 90 to 95 percent of the news that we see is is basically on our phones, on, on social media, because I don't watch TV news anymore. Right. Um, and so we get these headlines and we kind of like that sounds crazy. Like, is this, is this really what they're trying to say in this headline? Or is this something that's just trying to grab my attention? And then we'll kind of dive in and kind of read it before we react. And I think the problem with people on social media is everybody reacts to the headline without having a story. And, you know, that's, I think that that was one of the main reasons that, you know, skeptics over everything was so fitting because we just, we made the decision that, you know, we're not going to do that. This is, it's really, it's irresponsible. Uh, it's dishonest. And, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be, we're not trying to be misleading and we're definitely not trying to be misled. Um, so I think that was, uh, I think it was a fitting when we, we threw around all of these different names. And um, when I threw out, I was like, what don't we do something with uh, skeptics or skeptical. And then you came mm-hmm. back right away, like skeptics over everything. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's the show title. So, um, it, it works for us, man. And it gives us, you know, an umbrella to talk about anything. Like we can be skeptical about any, any topic that you can throw out any topic under the sun. So it doesn't limit us in, you know, what topics we can and can't cover. Right. Right. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly, my friend. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> there y'all have it, man. That's uh that's how we got to the to the to the show name and uh we'll we'll uh get into some of the other media stuff that we want to cover this weekend. And I know we both waiting waiting to talk about All Star Weekend, oh man. God. I, I purposely <laughs> purposely wasn't texting you. I wasn't texting you as much <laughs> as I wanted during the All Star Weekend because I'm like, man. Let's just just hash it out fresh tonight on the show. Yeah, man. The All-Star Weekend, um, it's it's always hit or miss. But let's be honest. It's always more missed than it is hit <laughs> these days. Yeah. Oh, it's, God. It's not like it, what it used to be when we were kids, right? It was always something no exciting way. to look for. I mean, it was almost like a holiday, All-Star Weekend. But it's not really that way anymore. Um, I think... Nope. I think... All-Star Weekend, to me, always is the determination of just the competitive factor of the NBA a little bit. And I don't want to make it seem like they're less competitive, but in some ways, it does seem that way. Um, And it's really a lot of individuals. And it's different now because of the way they market themselves. But they do have to care about their brand. You know, this is how they get their contract. This is how they get the endorsement deals and they advertise. them. So all that stuff is a little bit different compared to the 80s when you only had a couple of huge ad revenue um, streaming 
athletes, your Michael Jordans, your Magic Johnsons. It wasn't that many, but now they all can get a, a deal. So they think about that. They use these opportunities to try to make more money. But the product <laughs> that comes out, man, it's bad. And it just... <laughs> It's bad, man. It is. I mean, the celebrity basketball game, that's always a joke to me. But at the same time, I'm always interested interested to see the one or two players that can really hoop that are playing. So like last year, and I think this year, it wasn't so much this year, but Quavo can actually hoop from the Migos. Yeah. Yeah, Quavo can hoop. For the last couple of years, though, yeah. like yep. the, last, the last couple of years, he's been featured in... Um, in the all-star game. I mean, a uh, celebrity game. So it goes in waves, man, because you remember like when they did that, when they started doing the celebrity game, you know, you had your Jaleel whites to show up and, right. you know, uh, your you know, Kevin Hart stars. was, yeah, these, <laughs> and yeah, Kevin Hart, like, um, Kevin Hart and them. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and then you would get somebody from, you know, somebody from the WNBA would play or some, right. you know, some actor or, you know, somebody from a TV sitcom or, you know, some rapper, uh, and, or uh, common, he was a he was a regular in it for a while. He was in the celebrity in game. <laughs> yes, he exactly. And he was like, "Yeah, we need common." <laughs> right. So, so for so we'll tell our age, like you know, we, we're for, for the for the listeners, we're old enough to 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 remember when All Star Weekend was just Saturday night and Sunday. It was no right. Friday night right. stuff happening, and then it was. It's just the, the NBA was like, well, we got to do something on Friday night. So then they did the celebrity basketball game. Right. And the Rising um, Stars. And, which is a good thing. The Rising right. Stars game is always fun to watch. Always, yeah. Yeah. And this year, and, I, I really liked the format this year. The, um, yeah, the way they too. went ahead and made it a tournament because yeah. it was competitive. And honestly, the Rising Stars right. game was more competitive to me than the All-Star game. We'll talk more about that. It was the way they made yeah. it. You know, these guys use this as an opportunity to really uh, showcase their skills, and that leads me into right. Kay Cunningham, who went off. You shout know. out! Shout yeah, out to Kay. Yeah, he did. He played well on D. He played well facilitating because the team that he was on didn't have any guards. He was the only, technically, the only guard in the team. So he became the point guard. And he went off, man. You know, he had a really good game. He did. So he, uh, he facilitated well. Um, but Cleveland got a Cleveland got a beast too, man. Um, what's his name? Evan Mosley, is that his name? Uh Mobley, yeah. Evan he's Mobley. good. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. So shout out to K. Detroit represented. We had three players that mm -hmm. were in the rising star, and they were talking about how like that's that's never happened from any team before. So that was dope yep. to know that that happened. Um, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart, like so they showed out, so you, you, and they gonna, balled out, man. You're not gonna talk about Killian Hayes not making it. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Kill we got to spend, spend a little time on Killian. <laughs> Kill Killian, if you ever hear this, man. We listen. We want we want the best for you. Trust me, you do, as man. people that are in we want the best for you. But but, bro, <laughs> <laughs> look look look. I'm just gonna be honest. 
and I was worried about this. Killian wasn't a good fit for the Pistons organization. I think Killian no. would have been fine on the West Coast somewhere. If Killian would have went to the Spurs, I think he would develop into a pretty good point guard under Popovich while Popovich is still coaching. But I don't think the Detroit right. Pistons are it. I just don't think that's the right organization. No. No. No, I agree with that, man. Um, I think we got a lot to build on. There's a mm-hmm. lot to there's a lot of promise. There's a lot to be hopeful about in terms of the core that we have now. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of pieces um for us to build around. But man, no, he he he's I I just I wish him the best when he if he goes to another team, which is probably likely. Yeah, I don't honestly, man. I even though it's too soon, I still think they're going to trade him this summer. I think he's going to, depending on what they do with, with Jeremy Grant, he'll be a part of the package, and he'll be a throw-in because he's still. I mean, he's yeah. He might be still be the youngest player on the team, no, or or that mm-hmm. Isaiah Stewart, yeah. one of them. But his game compared to the the other rookies or sophomores on the team, his is developing extremely slow. He doesn't really know he's a good defender at his age. He's a good facilitator, but then he just disappears for every other aspect of the game. So you got to do something else, man. You either got to drive to the basket or you got to shoot threes. And I think the makeup of the team makes it difficult for him to grow. I think Cade absolutely stunted his growth. And it's not Cade's fault. Um, But I think he's going to have to go somewhere else. And he's probably going to be a throw-in. And again, I don't think it's his fault. I just think the timing, um, the way things happen, and then Cade come and kind of sealed his fate a bit. But Sadiq Bay, I think Sadiq Bay got Chris Middleton um, potential. I, that's what I see in him. I see yeah, a lot of Chris yeah. Middleton in this game. So hopefully, I don't do nothing stupid and trade him away either. But I, I agree with I agree with what you said about uh, about Sadiq Bay, and what what. What always interests me is when the commentators have good stuff to say about the players on your team, despite the fact that they're on a bad team that's not playing well, like they can see the potential. Like they had nothing but good stuff to say about all three of the players. And then nothing about to have, yeah, (laughs) to have Kate. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just pretending that he's not a part of this. I hate to put it that way, but he yeah. just, it, it just. I'm sorry. Maybe if they would have drafted Evan Mobley instead of K, yeah. he would have had a better fit. Honestly, I don't. I don't think that would have been the best move for us. Um, but maybe. But yeah, I think he's going to have to go somewhere else and finish his development. I think he still has potential. I think he's going to be a pretty good backup point guard with the potential to starting. He's. Yeah. I, I, I always feel like. When it's all said and done, Killian Hayes is going to turn to Spencer Dinwiddie. That's what he's going to be. Probably. A healthy yeah, person. That's... He's going to be a good 3 and D facilitator. So, Kate won MVP. Yep. We were excited about that. We were excited to see him ball out. And I want to fast forward. <laughs> I want to oh, fast no. forward to, <laughs> to Grant Hill embarrassing himself. Oh, my God. Grant Hill, I hope you do hear this. Because <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, man. I mean, you haven't lived in Detroit since when? 
Like, when was his last year? This joker asks Kate Cunningham, does he like floods of cornbread and beans? Bro, what are you doing? Beans and, beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread, I mean. Beans and cornbread. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> floods, look, floods is too old for me. <laughs> so, but wait, but wait a second, though. He compared a nightclub to a restaurant. I'm like, are people going to floods for the food? Like, I don't even, I'm not even. 100% sure floods are still open. I'm a, I'm guessing it is. I don't know if it survived COVID or not. But floods, bro, I went to floods once. <laughs> sure did. Went to floods with Greg, my brother. Sure did. We Shout did. out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. And it was everything you can imagine a Detroit nightlife. <laughs> oh, man. I was absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, the youngest person there. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, even younger than the females there. Everybody was in there with their suits on. It was definitely still the summer. Didn't matter. Gators everywhere. Dob hats everywhere. And, Dobbs mo- hats. and, and money everywhere. It, but it was Detroit to, the, to its finest. The look that Kay gave him. Like what? Was priceless. <laughs> like, wait, he was like, say that again. He was like, uh, I'm I'm not really there for that right now. I haven't had a chance to get into that right now. Uh, but it was like, and then they joined like the other commentators, they roasted Grant Hill after that. Like, did you did you hear <laughs> I didn't? <laughs> somebody said, somebody told uh Grant Hill was like, that's like asking, uh, do you prefer the old testament over war and peace? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was bad, man. It was so bad. He made himself look so bad. I was like, bro, just don't, man. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. It's not necessary. It's not 98 anymore, okay? <laughs> no, Jesus, man. Come on. So we've seen the all-star game evolve over the years. Right. And they did the rising stars. They they have evolved that and made it exciting. Mm-hmm. They have made the all the actual All Star Game exciting. I think after Saturday night, we will now see them evolve All Star Saturday night because it was horrendous. Well, you know what? That's not fair. So I think everything before the last spectacle was actually entertaining. I think it was very competitive. I think it was cool. The skills challenge. The skills I thought that challenge. Was cool. Yeah. I thought the three, the three point, point shootout. Was cool. <sighs> that daggone dunk contest. That daggone dunk contest. They just it look, first of all, I knew it was going to be terrible just because the participants. Um they're, they're all more, they're all more. It, it don't and don't get me wrong. This is just from what I've seen as far as snippets when they're being interviewed. And the way they answer questions. I don't have any relationship with them. I don't really know their personality. But anytime you interview these guys, especially Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony, especially Jalen Green. I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was, um, yes. yeah, not until that night. I was like, wow, okay. They're Shout all, out Greg Anthony. They're extremely arrogant. Um, like, they're, they're, they sound very entitled. Um, yeah. And I always felt like this might be a problem for the dunk contest because the dunk contest is not something you can just, in most cases, get up there and just do anymore. It's not like that. Like you got to practice because now 
is a such thing as a professional dunker, and you can see all these dunks on YouTube. So if you're going to go the NBA All-Star Weekend, then you absolutely, you need to make it worthwhile. So what they may need to do is combine professional dunkers with the NBA dunkers and team them up and then give you a show. And so then you'll have like, you know, your professional dunker with a Jalen Green and they'll get a combined score and then do the same thing for the other people. Because that way, it's the only way it's going to be entertaining. Because you can tell these guys, they may have practiced a couple of dunks, but they didn't practice them enough because none of them could complete them. It was terrible. None of them could complete them. It was it in so the so first of all, let's go back. We can all agree that the best dunk contest we've seen in our lifetime, at least in my opinion, was the Vince Carter dunk contest. Oh no, I, I'm gonna have to disagree. The best he was maybe the best dunker, the best dunk contest was still Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Okay, I'll co-sign that. Where the one that it could have went either way, but you yes. kind of felt like Aaron Gordon was going to win, and he didn't. Yes, Because yes. like, he got snubbed two years he in a row. He absolutely got snubbed. He absolutely yeah, got snubbed. To the degree um, where he was like, I'm never competing in this again. Yeah, like, and Dwayne Wade. Oh, my God, Dwayne. I don't know if you're going to hear this, Dwayne, but that was grimy how you did him, voting for your... It sure was, man. Mate. That was grimy. Aaron Gordon won that. But um, yeah, that was, that was best. grimy. But if that's first of all, that's hard. Look, what happened that night? All the stars aligned. That was one of the most incredible dunk contests ever. Yeah, and there have been I'll give others. you that one. There, like so. I, I don't get me wrong. I think earlier before that, you had, you know, your Dominique Michael Jordan. Those were amazing. Yeah, Those classic. Were um, and I agree. Vince Carter was the best individual dunker in a dunk contest, like by himself. Cause it, I don't, yeah. he rem- you don't even remember who the other finalist was. Nope. That's how crazy he was that day. Um, shout out to SAQ who was watching at the SAQ. Yeah, we sure were, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'll never forget that, man. I'll never forget that. It was uh, another good one. Um, Jason Richardson was a good dunker. He was. Um, I remember uh, the dunk contest. Like, it's certain, like, you remember certain dunks that, like, stood out to you. The first East Bay like, with uh, Isaiah Ryder. Yep, yep. Oh, man, baby. Uh, yeah, and... Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Baby Jordan. You're not a baby Jordan. He was not, man. Who You're just ball-headed. <laughs> right, who gave him that name, man? Just... Dude, I, it's just, I think we got to, like, Valerie made a good point, man. We were watching the, the dunk contest. She was like, what happened to all the props and the creativity? Like, you went from Blake Griffin jumping over a car mm-hmm. to... He was good, too, though. His dunk contest... He, he was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think in that dunk contest with Blake Griffin, when he jumped over that car, I, I'm trying to remember if that's the same one that Gerald Green was in. He did the birthday cake dunk where he put the uh, cupcake. Gerald Green was before It was before that. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. But Gerald but Green was crazy, dunks like that. He was. Yeah. So they they have been exciting, but, man, they, they have to do something about that. And I think, to be honest, in my opinion, the just for me, the dunk contest got less exciting when, it, when they just limited it to just allowing four people to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, because you think about how it used to be a lineup, man, it would be at least six people in the yeah. dunk contest that would just get, you know, shut out by the process of elimination. And, um, 
I think if they go back to that, um, to, you know, allowing more people to 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 be in it, cutting down on these chances that they can do, it's it's a lot. But they they're gonna have to retool that, and they finally said out loud that the three point shootout should be last mm-hmm. um, because it's been it's consistently been more exciting, right? Because Carl Anthony Towns shocked the world. I mean, man, did he ever? He broke the record, dude. Yeah, I didn't see yeah, that coming. Man. I didn't see that coming either. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I know he could shoot, but I didn't realize he was not like, like that. Not like that from three point range, but it's also because they're in Minnesota, so you know they don't yeah. really show Minnesota games on TV. I did kind of uh, chuckle to myself when I saw Luke Kennard. I was like. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. You know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I feel like we shouldn't have traded him. Yeah, I agree it with doesn't that. Doesn't matter now. But we shouldn't have traded yeah. him because, you know, and this is only because I look at the look at the makeup of the team. But we don't. We, you always gonna need a shooter. You are gonna need a three and D guy. But always. But now, you know, we're we're hurting for shooting. So. So yeah, I um. I was I wasn't into it, man. Like at one point during the dunk contest, like Valerie was like, "How can you keep looking at your phone?" I'm like, "Cause this is boring." Terrible. It was terrible. It's, it was definitely, and you know, and I say this a lot. I think every we all are prisoners of the moment. Um, but people were saying it was the worst dunk con- dunk contest ever, and I don't. It feels like it, but I don't remember all the other dunk contests. It's been some stupid yeah. out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's been some real yeah. bad ones. I remember when that dude from, I don't even remember his name. He was a guy from Seattle that came out of nowhere and won. Didn't get no oh, man. I don't remember his name. And that one wasn't that great. But, you know, Desmond, Desmond something. I can't remember his name. Um, I don't know, man. But, yeah, it's just, it's been some snoozers. This one was really bad, though. Really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it made you long for, you know, the Aaron Gordon battles, the, even the days of Nate Robinson winning um, and, and how exciting those were. I mean, and, and they didn't use props, man. I think about like, you had some good props. You had some terrible ones, you know, like I, I always think about the, uh, that dunk contest where Victor Oladipo came out singing first. Oh, I was like, York, oh my York. God. <laughs> and you know what? Just, just to jump back to Saturday and a guy named was Desmond Mason, but just to jump back to Saturday, once he put on Cole Anthony, once he put them Tims on, I said, this is going to be terrible. Yeah, I know. I said, no. Like, what do you, who, like, nobody knows what that means. It's like, no, yeah. 10% of the people in the audience knows what that means. They don't don't know what what you're doing with there because they were asking questions. So if they're asking what you're doing and somebody has to explain it, you're already losing. (laughs) You already lost, man. You already lost. It was a fail. And, you know, I'm gonna be honest, man, like, I have a problem with with players that, you know, there's a difference in being arrogant and being confident. And I have a problem with uh, arrogant athletes. And I think that Jalen Green is an arrogant athlete. Oh, and, my God. He's entitled. And so to see him fail. forever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that, you know, he, he I'm just... I'm just like, okay, just don't talk anymore. Don't do right. it. Just play. Let your game speak for itself, you know, because you got 
you you talked about how you're gonna make all of these teams pay for you know you're gonna make especially Detroit for not picking you first and he blew it all weekend. <laughs> oh my god, man! Just just give it up, man. So he started, he started off okay in a rising challenge, but he he just fell off and disappeared at the end of the game. Yeah, so, yeah. And he blew in the dunk. Standing Cade Shadow in as the number two spot. Shadow. So I I feel like Jalen Green might be Jr. Isn't J.R. Smith? I feel like that's his <laughs> ceiling, man. That sucks, huh? That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what he is, man. He's J.R. Smith. Athletic to shoot threes. But you ain't winning no chip with him until shooting guard starting. He ain't going to be your star player. Oh, my God, man. Man, you said J.R. Smith. I immediately got a flashback of LeBron screaming at him during that, that oh last finals. God. He blew that pass. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so we made it through Saturday night. Yep. We got to uh we got to the game, which the game was it was entertaining and I and I do I like the new format. I do like the format yeah. of it's more competitive. The all-star game. Yeah, it's much more competitive. And um, you know, it gets us it gets us through it. So Steph Curry is I did, yeah. Oh, okay. I watched I stopped, all four quarters. I stopped at the third quarter. I was over it at that point. No, I watched all four because I wanted to see if Steph was going to go for more than 50. So who got MVP? Like I, was I, it LeBron Steph, or Steph? Steph he did. Nope. No, he put up. Yep, Steph got okay. MVP, man. He dropped 50 points. Yeah, I know. He had and, already made like 15 threes at some point. I was like, what? Dude. <laughs> he was lights out. It, was, it wasn't even fair, man. And you know, I was just like, at some point, I'm like, they need to just start feeding him the ball because when somebody's doing well, like, you want to, like, these players, like, rally around each other, like, mm-hmm. yo, give it back to Steph, see what he can do with it again. And, you know, they, it, he kind of blew it because I think he, you know, he 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 spit himself out because the last, um, his last six shots, he missed all of them. Like, he could have had oh, yeah. way more. Okay. Yeah, but he, he tired, was tired. Yeah, yeah, he was tired. So, uh, and LeBron ended up winning the uh, the, the lad, the game winning shot. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was fun, man. It was it was a good game. I like that they have a certain like there's a cap on points that they have to get to. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that's outrageous, but then it makes them kind of sort of play defense a little bit. Um. So yeah, man. I just overall, uh, the rising stars and the three-point shootout and the, the the game itself were to me the highlights. I did the music was all whack. Macy Gray, Jesus, oh how did we not talk about that? Oh my God. I love the fact that they panned to LeBron James and he woo, he was busting sweats trying not Dude. to bust out laughing. She is, you know, you know, I have, I don't, I don't like Macy Gray. Not as it's nothing to do with her personality. The fact that she got a record deal and was as popular as she was still blows my mind because I felt like she, <laughs> she just, I can't tell you if she's a singer, a rapper, or or, or a spoken word. Oh, <laughs> I can't, no idea. I can't. But that. I can't call it. Her rendition was absolutely awful. It was so bad. It was like, 
so I told you, so Carson, when it was over with, man, he was like, he just yelled at the screen, I want my money back. And we just <laughs> all died laughing in the room, like, wow, like even he knew in his six-year-old mind, like he knew that that was awful. Like, what was she? And then she, you know, so Valerie made the point that she was like, maybe something's wrong with her. Like, maybe she's not well. No, like, she, that's basically great. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. That's her at her, her, at her finest. <laughs> Dude, I'm just—I don't know why, man. But they consistently blow it. I mean, it still wasn't as bad as Fergie, but no, it was. No, no, no. It was close, though. It was close. It was bad. Fergie, Fergie oh, was shit. terrible, man. Every Fergie, time I think, oof, that destroyed her. Whatever was left of her career. Macy Gray she was went into another shot, but Fergie, Fergie had a chance to come out and do some type of, you know, comeback type tour music thing. That that that'll never happen. No, nope, never. She's been in hiding ever since. It's like nope. the classic. <laughs> the the funniest thing of that whole that whole, like what capped off a bad performance was when the camera panned to Draymond Green. <laughs> Oh, with Fergie, and yeah, he couldn't take it. Yes. Oh, so, take it, man. so did you know? And I saw this on a Facebook always recommends foolishness. Did you realize that Fergie had a fling with Justin Timberlake when he was a teenager and she was like 22 years old? No. <laughs> what? She did. She did, bro. So I guess Fergie was in some girl group before she was on Black Eyed Peas. And I guess a girl from that group was dating the other lead singer for NSYNC. Of course, I forgot his name as soon as I was getting ready to say it. Right. And she had a fling with Justin Timberlake, and he was a teenager. So, like, she was a predator. <laughs> when you say teenager, like under 18? Yeah, she, he was 16. Oh, and she was in her 20s. She was oh, 22, oh 23 years old. Crazy man. No, that's that's horrible, man. <laughs> Shame on you, Fergie. <laughs> all of this too funny. All of these stories about predatory, uh, these predatory actresses, man. We had Jada Pinkett, mm-hmm. you know, get mm-hmm. called out, man. Like, I think there's something there. Like, you know, the. I mean, is it possible that the there's there's a possibility that the Me Too movement could shift in a completely different direction? Never. Never, never would happen. Yeah, it would be happen. great to see, though. Never. Because to watch. Um, Michael Jai White said he got me too as soon as he got to Hollywood by an actress. Um, and nothing ever came from it. when he Because he talked about it when the whole Me Too thing was happening. And no one cared. Mm-hmm. And no one talked about it. Something happened between, um, I think, A.J. Johnson and him. I think A.J. Johnson tried to do something with him. I don't remember. But yeah, that stuff will, that'll never be mainstream, man. Wow. That's wild, man. And like that's a movie that came and went. Yep. Like it was on fire and then it was like, you know, I think that was definitely something specifically targeted for certain people. And then mm-hmm. the public got hold of it and was like, it's well, let's spill it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so. you know, that's a <laughs> no, that's a forest fire, man. You once you start that, it's, it can affect anyone. You know, it's not a, it's not something that 
And I think, like you said, it was targeted towards certain people, certain groups, maybe even some political parties. But that's not something that you can contain. So once it starts spreading over into, you know, people that you don't want to talk about, Bill Clinton, then, you know. Bill Cosby, they (laughs) totally took him down. Man, I mean, like. I said Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Yeah, didn't he? He was able to get through it unscathed. I mean, yep. he got jokes, but nobody really went after him. Nope. So it's not going. It's going to be a situation where you're just not going to hear from it anymore. So you don't. The whole movement is gone, and I think a lot. A lot of it has to do with what happened with COVID too. The COVID became the Me Too of, and, and not that. Of course, they're two totally different subjects, but just from a new circulation, COVID had gotten or is so big that it wasn't room for anything else. I mean, you talk right. about all the cancer relief stuff that used to happen every year. Like that's gone away. You know, you don't hear about yeah. that as much. Nope. None of that stuff, man. Nope. Yeah. They, it basically ran its course, man, through the media cycle and it was on, on to whatever the next salacious topic was. Yep. So, so yeah. So all in all, man, all-star weekend like what grade would you give it if you had to give it a grade honestly man that uh, that dunk contest was so bad i couldn't give it that whole weekend it, it does it does i think he's uh, i'm talking about c minus that's low <laughs> it is that dunk contest was bad dude and you know when the dunk contest is that bad it overshadows everything else that happened that weekend yeah, it does. Because that's all people are talking about. Talking and nobody's not talking about the game. <laughs> talking about the, how bad the contest was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tony Baker put on, Insta- on, <laughs> on Instagram. He said that he said that dunk contest was trash juice made from concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> it was, man. It was, it was, it was bad. Man. It was terrible. It was really, really bad. And I think we're about to move into a situation where it's going to be removed and then they're going to bring it back. Because honestly, All Star Weekend without the dunk contest was terrible. So, so let's not forget. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Got rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Because for years, it was always the number one draw to the weekend. Like everybody looked forward to that the most. And now it's like everybody wants to see the three-point shootout uh, more than anything else. Like, who's in it? You know, so so C-minus for you. Yeah, what do you feel? I don't know, man. I'm a a co-sign on that, man. C-minus is low. Uh, That's above failing. Yeah, it's above failing, right, you know. But at the same, it would just, the the entertainment factor. Um, After the dunk contest, I really lost... Everything interest. could build up. I lost interest. You know, I didn't care so much about the All-Star game because the dunk contest yeah. was that bad. So. Man. Well, so, the, the Jawan Howard. Uh, <laughs> Jawan out here slapping jokers like you, Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> what are the five oh, wait, so tell face? Me. Right, right. <laughs> So I didn't see that game, obviously. And I saw, I knew they were playing because I get the um, the highlights on my phone. So I knew that they were in, they were in the middle of the game. And then right. I saw 
I saw where they lost, and then I saw the next alert came up that Jawan Howard, there's a scuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wait, what happened? So I didn't get a chance because we were out. We were out running errands. Okay. And then you sent me the um the video clip. And I was like, dang, like so it was over a timeout. So I don't know what 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 the what was the problem? Like what happened? Like why was he so mad? So the situation happened. They were at the end of the game. Wisconsin was winning the game handedly. So Michigan went into a full court press, you know. I guess just trying to pressure them to still try to get some buckets up. Michigan didn't really have a chance. So it was 14, 15 seconds left in the game. And the coach calls timeout when, so basically it would keep a turnover from happening or 10 second clock or something like that. So it wouldn't be, you know, a situation where they were on the wrong side of the court and then the ball would end up in his hand. So that's taboo. You know, it's taboo to do it when you handedly are winning the game to call a timeout. Because everybody's like, the game is you over. Know, what are you doing yeah, the for? Game it's is embarrassing over, yeah. for the players. So yeah. that set them off. And that's beyond it. I just think Jawan Howard is just frustrated just the way the season is going in general, right? Yeah. Came in as a top five team, and they're struggling right now to even make a tournament. So right. he is he was about to walk past the Wisconsin coach. Acknowledge him. Good game. Keep it going. Because he didn't want to have anything to do with them. The Wisconsin coach grabs Jawan Howard. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jawan is like, look, don't grab me. Don't put your hands on me. So at that point, they start having a conversation. It got intense. Jawan is already heated. He lost another game. Um, He's upset about the timeout. Now you want to put your hands on me. All of a sudden, you know, everybody starts coming together, the coaches and the players. The assistant coach says something to Jawan and Jawan hauls off and slaps yep. the dog crap out of the assistant coach. Now, <laughs> I still wonder what the assistant coach said to Jawan to make him get to make him slap him like that. Like, did, you know, I don't think he said anything racial, but what did he say something racial? Did he demean him as a man? He said something that set him off. He's, yeah, he, he was, had to say something. Oh, wild. it was it was absolutely something disrespectful. And Jawan slapped him, but then it got even worse because then your players start to fight because you right. know they got time. They go ride they, they coach. Like, yeah, absolutely. You slapping? Are we hitting folks? Oh well, let's go in. So then the melee happens. People are coming in trying to stop the melee. It was a really bad situation. So now the conversation is: What happens with Jawan? Is he well, suspended for? Yeah, like is he suspended? I'll tell you what happened. Now Stephen A. says he should get fired. No, Stephen A. Oh God, please! <laughs> I, I had to put so, that in there. I had to put. Yeah, that. they will. J- Jason Williams, a play for Duke. He says he should. She should be suspended for the rest of the season and the tournament if they make it. And Stephen A. Smith says he should be fired. What's your take? The most extreme thing, Stephen A. That's what you come up with. Mm-hmm. You thought you thought Kyrie should get cut for not wanting to play, and now you th- like is that? Is that your answer for everything? Like people should mm-hmm. lose their job if they don't do what you want. So I, I digress because while you were talking, uh, the punishments came out. The, the notification just came up on my phone. Oh, so I'm our first you. breaking news. Our first need, breaking news. We, we need so a breaking news right drop. Now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> 
Right. So it said Michigan, uh, Wisconsin uh, punishments um, handed down. So Greg, Greg Gard, he gets a ten ten thousand dollar fine. Jawan Howard gets a forty thousand dollar fine, and three players get one game suspensions. That's it. Well, no, I see it right so, here. It says he's Jawan is suspended for the rest of the regular season. Is that what it says? See, I didn't. I'm just looking at the notification. I didn't open it all. I didn't go all the way into it. So, so Michigan, maybe. So maybe what you're reading is what the NCAA is doing. Oh, so here's the other one. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan is suspended him for the rest of Jawan the season. Howard school will suspend. Wow, men's basketball coach for the rest of the regular season. Wow. So he got suspended and a 40K. Uh, wow. Shut up, Stephen A. Smith, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. It, Wowie. It would have been one thing if he, I mean, I think once he slapped him, I knew it was a wrap. It was a wrap. But it would have been one yeah. thing if he slapped him and the players didn't get involved. Once it started a melee, yeah, it was that. That was it. That was yeah. a wrap. Yeah. yeah. That's too bad. Juwan has, Juwan's had a rough season. He a has, man. Rough season, it, it, man. Yeah, he has. And I think, is it, um, like, I was just, like, we, we, talked, we talked a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, one of the hardest things to watch is, is Michigan struggle. You know, especially like this, you know, under Jawan, because they progressed so much, you know, over the last couple of seasons. Like it's mm-hmm. like every season they got better under him. And it's like this year, it's a complete you know, they just took off. such. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope it's not, a, you know, I hope it's not going to be a trend uh, into next season. I hope it doesn't hurt recruiting, which, it, you know, it could, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but he's a G man. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the Michigan Wolverines. And I've seen this on a couple of occasions, just looking at the box score after a game ends. They, they have, they only have a seven man rotation and they got all these young players, including his son that, that don't get on the floor. So something's wrong with the development. Like he got young guys, freshmen, sophomores mm-hmm. that can't get buckets or can't contribute. So he's, basically utilizing only seven people and of those seven, only five of them really get buckets. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the team. I don't even watch them this season, which I'm, which is sad for me to say, but something is wrong. I don't know what it is, but they can't, they can't contribute. I don't, I had, and I don't, I don't know why the freshmen can't do anything for us and he, and they can on other clubs. Go figure. Well, so with that, we can move to uh, news in the NFL mm-hmm. with the combine. So, yeah. You told me about that this morning. Yeah, so basically um, a news report came out last week where the NFL combine decided that it was going to be a bubble situation. So for anyone who doesn't know, and I think everybody does, but real quickly, the combine is basically – an opportunity for all the teams to meet with over 232 players. So interviews, medical, they also get to do on-field workouts as well as bench press. So you can test agility, speed, and strength. So it's important. Maybe not so much for, you know, the players you're evaluating as first, second, and maybe even third-round players, but it's really important for those guys who are your fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh-round players 
because you don't have as much tape on them as you do as your top players. And then it's also important for medical because you have some players who've been hurt, who have been evaluated by their schools and the school may not evaluate them properly. So they play, right. Or they just don't want their information to get out about right. being really bad. So this gives the team's opportunity to really find out what's going on with these players. So they do a, it's, a, it's supposed to be a really strict medical evaluation, you know, much, much more rigorous than your normal physical blood work, all of that. And every year you hear about some information coming out with somebody has some weird heart condition or some type of weird ailment. And sometimes it's so bad that they can't even continue playing in the NFL. So from that aspect, I guess it's good. You don't want anybody actually falling out, didn't know they had this particular, you know, physical or medical element in their bodies. But with yeah. that, you know, they decided that because of what's happening with COVID, they don't want any situation with any of these variants to actually spread throughout the players or the staff or the coaches that they were only going to allow, I think it was the players and their agents and anyone else wasn't allowed to be, you know, there for the combine. So right. some agents got irate about this rule. They, they, don't, they don't think it's necessary. So the agents of over half the players have decided to boycott on-field workouts if they don't change their stipulation on um, the bubble. And I think this just comes from people are really, and it doesn't matter where you stand on being vaccinated or unvaccinated. I think people are over mandates in general and how right. they're affecting yeah, people's they lives. And it's also affecting I know I money. Oh, you know, you know we are. So I think this is what you're seeing. This is, it has nothing to do with necessarily politics of it all, right? It's just the fact that people want their lives to, to not be affected by rules that they don't know if they have any validity um, anymore. I mean, that who knows? Yeah. You know, so what's your take on it? I just, I, I think that it's just, it's political grandstanding, which the NFL does well mm -hmm. um, when it comes to trying to, you know, be relevant when it comes to these certain like social issues. And, you know, COVID is, is something that, everybody nobody can you know you, you can't avoid the topic I mean they're going to make us talk about it they're going to make us right. make decisions about everything we do based on COVID and like you said people are tired of it mm -hmm. you know people are tired of it and it's 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 old like I think we've all learned to live with it you know we we know we can pretty much navigate our way through life you know living this way so let's just get back to the normal stuff and you know, it was just interesting to me that you didn't hear anybody complain about nobody at All Star Weekend. Nobody was wearing a mask. Anywhere. Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was not. It just yeah. wasn't, like everybody's like, no way, we're not. Right. We're not doing this, and so um, it's, a, it's, a, it's some hypocrisy there. Like you go, yeah. how are you going to have <laughs> Super Bowl weekend? You see all these individuals basically, and I mean, yeah, they may be vaccinated, but they're still carrying on like there's no COVID. But then you, a couple of weeks later, you're saying, oh, we need to do a bubble. Is this because you're reacting to how you were perceived yeah. because of the Super Bowl, which probably the case? But I you think, you know, and I think the other, another thing too is I feel like as commissioners go, yeah, I think Roger Roger Goodell is always trying to play catch up to Adam Silver always. in terms of what yeah he's, he's terrible. And, 
Yeah, so he <laughs> he wants to catch up. Like he wants to like, oh well, you know, I caught a lot of flack for people not wearing masks at the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. we're gonna be safe this year. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna do a bubble situation. And he tries it and then he gets egg on his face because if you look on your phone, you saw that other update that just came through. I did. More breaking news again. Oh, uh, where to drop at? Breaking yeah. news, news, news. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it just said uh, the combine will be unbubbled. Yep. So they enforce his hand. He is. Such, yeah. I mean, but, he <laughs> but here's the thing though these, how crazy is that these college players, did what we were hoping these professional athletes did. I mean, you felt like you had, as far as when the NBA season started, the NFL season started, and they were making all of these, you know, uh, people get vaccinated and athletes to do it. Right. You had your holdouts, but eventually they folded. And to my knowledge, Kyrie is still the only one that's still holding out. It's a few more, but they aren't as big as Kyrie, so you don't hear about it. And then they're also not in New York. Or in California, so you don't hear about them as well. But there's some others out there. Right. Right. And so the, the college players came together and was like, we're not participating if y'all going to do this. And when I saw that number, 155, I'm like, that's yeah, over man. half. That's almost that's half. over half. Yeah, that's impressive. That's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, so shout out to all of them that stood together and was just like, you know what? It just kind of shows you that when you take a stand against something that they'll back down from, you know, when the majority stands together, like, yo, we're not going to do this. It's just, you know, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And the logic Um, wasn't there either. It's just, yeah, it's just not there. You know, you can't have your pro bowl, your super bowl, your playoffs with in one particular way, decide, then decide to do a bubble for the combine. What are you doing? You know, you you should have had those regulations in there from the beginning. But to switch it for, for what? You know, I don't, you know, what's your reasoning for it? I mean. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely glad that those, those players stood their ground. Um, you know, shout out to all of them, man. And I hope, you know, every last one of them, you know, I hope it doesn't, you know, they're not viewed as somebody that's potentially insubordinate. You know, they don't automatically get a strike because they stood against, they went against the NFL for whatever reason, but man, bravo is what I say to them. And you know what? Um, you're going to start seeing more instance, instances of this happening with college players now that they have NIL deals um, because yeah. they, they're going to be able to hold more weight as far as what, what happens in the college football game as well as professional football game because of the they, they have that ad revenue. So I don't know this, but I would have to think that the, that some of these organizations have to be getting some money from somewhere if you're giving a million dollars to this high school quarterback to play for your, well, he was in high school, but now he's playing collegiately. But you would feel right. like some of these universities have to get some of this money, right? It's just not, it just can't just go to that player. They don't get any of it. I don't know that, but if that's the case, then they're going to hey. have more power about what happens. It's your university and your, um, some of these state schools. So we'll see. Yeah. So, so shout out to all of those players, man. Um, so we got, we got to touch, we got to touch on two things, man. We, we got to have, we got to do two salutes, uh, before we wrap up the show. Okay. And it was, 
it was uh the story you you said man you were just a uh, bear of bad news weekend, sad man. sunday like, brother I, yesterday it, was a sad sunday <laughs> i was like what is tremaine trying i'm sitting here listening to i mean i'm in church it's good service i'm like yeah this is a good word i'm getting a good word and then here comes this text message decided in the morning like mm-hmm. And I saw it, but then it took me a while to text you back because I was like, oh, no. Because when I first saw that, when I opened up that link, so so tell, all right, say what you sent me. Tell them what you sent me so that we can, the the listeners will know. Let Let me slide up here. So the first thing that I saw, um, and this was a post that somebody from, and I can't remember who from Morris Brown actually. And it was a post from 2021. And it was basically a story about an AUC staple who was now a valet. And they ran into this person just to thank them for everything that they did. So depending on when you're in the AUC, everybody mm-hmm. remembers Steagles. So Steagles was synonymous with wing on wheat. <laughs> so wing was, on wheat. It was the only late night place that you can go, probably that you can walk to safely. <laughs> Let me safely mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Let me put that in there yeah. and get yeah. some good food, you know, at night. And it wasn't super expensive. And don't get me wrong, you know, for a college right. student, everything is super expensive. But you know, we can pull our coins together and get some wing and wheat. So right. You know, so not only was it a place where you can get something to eat, but she also had, you know, toiletries you can get from there. So it was a combina- combination mm-hmm. of a convenience store and a, and a little, you know, cafe, diner type place. So many yeah. of a late night, we would end up there. Yeah. Again, right. You know, yeah. it don't matter. If it, it was a dive. Yeah, absolutely. It was a dive. Yeah. And you would chop it up and then you would hope while you were there, you know, and I know I'm married, but at the time you were running to somebody that went to Clark or Spelman while you was there. That's was a female right. persuasion. It was everything you need. We walked, right. Absolutely. We walked this far. We Absolutely. walked this far. It's, it's only right. Yes. Yeah, so it um, was everything you need was there. So found out basically in a nutshell that when the AUC or the CAU actually decided to expand, they went ahead and bought the land and just gave him a lump sum. And there, Steagles went. So then they found Steagles working at a valet um, and basically went to an airport. At an airport and was like, you know, so what happened? And he basically told him the money ran out, he needed a job, and here he is. And the student just went on to thank him for everything he did. But it was just, it was hard to see that. And I mean, everybody got to work, you know, and stuff happens. But for somebody to have such an influential impact on so many kids and to see them there, rather than when he was. I mean, he may still be doing the same thing as a valet, but it's just something different about what he did for the kids there that he's no longer able to do. So what's your take? So so when you when you sent that to me and I opened up the link and his picture was at the top, I thought I was looking at an obituary that was really about to. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? What am I was like, what's happening here? I don't. So then I read the caption. I was like, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Good. But I'm like, man, it just, you know, certain things like we've been having a lot of instances lately where 
you know, our college days memories from mm-hmm. that from that that period in our life, they just come flooding back. Right. And when I when I read that, it was like, you know, Steagles was everything you mentioned. It was all of that and more. Mm-hmm. And y'all used to get the wing on week. I I think I and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with anybody at AUC that's listening. Yes, the wing on wheat was bomb, but I used to go to Seagulls for the twelve piece honey barbecue wings and fries. Yeah, I went. Were... Yeah, me too. I went for the wings. Yeah. I, I only got the wing on wheat because the wing on wheat was the cheapest thing on the menu. Yeah, it was. Right? Besides, it was. you know, getting some chips or something like that. So that's right. what made it popular. But I preferred to go there and get some wings and some fries. Yeah, I was just wings, like you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, and it was, it was just a classic place and. It was, you know, it was cool to go, go there, get your food. You know, it was always like, it was the, the whole experience to go into Steagles was the conversation on the walk there and conversation on the walk back, you know, looking at eye candy while you waiting for your order, standing around outside, depending on what time of day or night you went, you know, you knew if it was going to be crowded, you know what I mean? It just... And you was hoping it wouldn't be crowded. Exactly. Because for yeah. us, so everyone Morris Brown knows, it was a longer walk for us than it was for it anybody else. It was, yeah, see. for anybody else. Yep. Because we had to cut through ITC, mm-hmm. come all the way down that street past um, Clark uh, dorms, like coming onto their campus to get to the library. And um, it was just, Steagles was just like, so to, so to hear about that and, and the last time I was in Atlanta, when we rolled through the AUC and I saw that, like where Seagulls used to be was just a grass plot. It mm-hmm. was just kind of like, you know, you get that sunken feeling that, you know, they trying to erase the memories that you had. Like, you know, it's hard for me to tell Carson, we walking around campus, like, you know where this grass is? The building that used to be here. It's like, mm-hmm. when he can't visualize it. It's kind of like it, it, in his mind, it didn't exist. And I think that's the part that's the most depressing about a lot of the stuff that we see where Morris Brown is concerned. It's like the visual aids are not there anymore. So we, we're going strictly off of memory. And um, go ahead. I'm going to tell you the dope thing about Steagles. Steagles was our diner, just like you would see in Different World. And I forgot the name of that diner that was in Different World. The Pit. It was like the pit for us. It was like the pit. Yeah, yep. it was. It was. It was our pit, man. And uh, man, that's facts, man. So salute to John Stegall, man. He was a real one. He, he was always nice. He would sit out there and he would talk to everybody. I've, I've, you know, he never gave it to me, but I had been in Stegall's before and watched him give college students free food because he knew they didn't have the money. Right. Yep. You know, he just... It's just how he was, man. He cared about everybody. And, man, he was he was in the right place at the right time for a lot of people, man. And, and the, the lives that he impacted, you know, it's one of those things, if you know, you know. Right. So. Let's not end the bad news there. Uh, <laughs> so we're going backwards with, from college to high school. So what man, are the... Uh, you you speak on it because I talked about when Steagles. It, you talk about this other. When it rains, it pours, man. Oh my and, god! And so, people in Detroit, 
if you've been to Detroit, you've been downtown Detroit, if you've been to Greektown, then you know about Pizza Populous. Pizza Populous is one of the greatest pizza restaurants in the world to me. It was Chicago deep dish style pizza in downtown Detroit. And we took it and made, we put a Detroit spin on it. And mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went to uh, Pizza Populous as a kid, my dad, no, so shout out to my pops because when I was a kid, my father used to get a group of the young guys from our church. The young man from our church is like my friends, a couple of other people. And my dad would rent a van and we would always go. He would all, he would take us all to the auto show. Mm. And that That's Saturday, <laughs> right, right. So that Saturday we would go to the auto show and we always knew that the auto show day would end with my dad taking us all to Pizza Populous. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time we went there and it became like this yearly event, like where me and the, the kids I went to church with, we always look forward. Like we knew when January rolled around, we was going to take us a, a trip to the auto show and Pizza mm-hmm. Populous. And, you know, once I got older and started, you know, moving around on my own, driving on my own, like, Pizza Populous was a no-brainer on Friday, Saturday nights in Detroit, especially in the summertime. If you went to Hart Plaza or Shane Park, whatever festival was going on, it was going to end. The night was ending at Pizza Populous. Yep. And they just announced that they, you know, they another COVID casualty. Yeah, man. That's they couldn't, they, you know, and and I and the the headline hit me so hard that I almost refused to read the article, but then I had to read it because, you know, my sister had called me and I ended up reading it. No, my mom and dad called me on the way home from church and I broke the news to them. And they were like, no, you know, we all all had this crazy reaction because it was like this great place. And um, I didn't know that they had been closed for the last year, but because COVID, obviously it makes sense. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. And we and the last time we were in Detroit in uh, July last summer, we we did we ate Pizza Populous, but we got it. We we did a carryout from the Southfield location. Mm-hmm. I did the same um, thing. I was in the Troy location. Yeah, and so I was really sad to hear that, man. That was like a a piece of, you know, that's like on Saved by the Bell. That's like the max closing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was just someplace that you went we went there all the time i mean it got to a point where i would even take trips to downtown to go to piece of populace by myself like that's how much i enjoyed eating there and you know i had to give valerie a shout out because um when i turned 40 when we went to detroit that year we were in detroit for uh fourth of july that year and she planned a surprise birthday party for me for all my detroit family and friends and it was at Pizza Populous. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time I was at that location. That's the last memory I had. And I was just like, you know, I told her, I was like, you know what? Thank you for doing that. Because that's the last memory. That's the last time I was there. And, you know, it just made the difference, man. So I know Pizza Populous was a, was a big spot for you, too. Yeah, man. I So my first memories of Pizza Populous is very similar to yours. It was 
we used to travel to Bell Out all the time, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. So usually on the way home, that would be something we would pick up. And that was probably my first introduction to Pizza Papa's was after Bell Out. So, you know, we'll get our pizza, bring, bring it home and eat it, right? And, you know, but my most of my memories came from me hanging out downtown with my friends in high school or my brother, yep. Greg. So Greg was probably the first person to really introduce me to Detroit nightlife. He was the first person. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Big Greg. He was absolutely the first person. So you know, Greg used to me and Greg used to hang hard when I first got to high school. And you know, I'll talk more about this later. But I really didn't have that many friends when I, my freshman year in high school because I went to Southfield after being in Detroit Public Schools my whole you know, school career or whatever. So he knew that right. I had some other stuff going on. So me and Greg used to hang. He was back out of the army and he was right. in Michigan and he used to pick me up and we used to hang. But then, you know, as I, of course, just like any other kid, I start getting more friends and we used to hang out at Pizza Populous a lot, you know, just the downtown Greek town area. You know, we used to congregate and loiter. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Jefferson Ave. You know, absolutely. And then, <laughs> You know, sometimes we'll end up there before or after we do whatever we do. Or if <laughs> if we're feeling real rich that night, we'll go to Legends and then end up in <laughs> Legends. Oh my God. <laughs> or the warehouse and then end up in Pizza Populous. So so yeah, for everybody who don't know, those are some old school prominent clubs back in downtown Detroit. So yeah, Pizza Populous is you know, I love it. I probably got the one pizza that I don't know if anyone got, but my family loved the seafood pizza. The seafood pizza was why was, we went, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. It wasn't just us because it was no. That was that was why we went. Was it? it was, yeah, the, the seafood pizza was why we went, and it's such a strange combination to have like shrimp yes. and crab in your pizza, but it was so good the it way they so made good, it. It was man. Like, oh, it was so it was good. perfection. And don't get me wrong, it was not real crab meat. It was no, it was it was crab it with a K. <laughs> right. It was that, but we but we didn't care. It was so good. It was good, right? man. It was. You know, it was. And, and to have that deep dish experience, you know, along with the whole uh, do you remember like okay, so you so you remember during like our high school years, because we were at, we were in high school at the same time, but we didn't know each other. Right. But you remember. In the summer times, uh, on Friday night, Saturday night, it used to be a line. Like, Pizza Populous was so popular that it was a line to get in, and they had a, mm-hmm. like, there was a bouncer at the door. Yep. yep. You remember that? Yeah, you had to be a certain age to get in after a certain You had to be a certain, a certain age. Time. Yep. I'm going to tell you something, man. Me and my friends, it was me and Danny, uh, Darren, um, a couple other of my friends, we used to go to Pizza Populous so much that we got cool with the bouncer. Like he he used to see us there every weekend. <laughs> and I remember this big old dude with ball head, his name was Bird. And we got to a point, man, towards the end. This was like right like as I was, you know, getting ready to graduate from high school, like my senior year. We were coming to Pizza Populous so much that. We would come down Monroe, down that street after we found some place to park for free. Mm-hmm. 
we would come down that street and we would see Bird and be like, what up, Bird? And he would just like, we didn't have to wait in line because that's how often we were there. Like, and it was just like, it was like our hideout. Like after everything stopped, you know, we walked from Hart Plaza or, you know, to from whatever was going on on the waterfront. And we were always going to meet up at Pizza Populous. And then once we finished that, once we finished eating, we would post up in front of the bakery next to Pizza Populous, that Greek bakery. And then we would head home. Like we would stay out there like all times of the night and then go home. It was like, uh, it was special, man. And for me, that was a stretch because at the time at high, during, during high school, I was living in Bellevue. And you know how long of a drive that was to, to travel from Belleville downtown right. to go to Pizza Populous. That was a trek. And right. we couldn't wait to do it every weekend. We could not wait to do it, man. Cliff, Scooby, we used to all be down there. And it was like, that was our spot, man. So that was a gut punch. So, you know, salute to that location, man. Yep. Yeah, man. I, salute, um, salute to that location. Yeah. So it's just, it was the one thing that I, you know, I think I missed the most about Detroit that I still think, and maybe this is just, because we haven't grown up in Charlotte, but it was just one of those iconic places enriched with culture that, you know, you love to go to, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't so much about the food at one point. So, right. At point. And I just, similar to your birthday party, I'm glad I got the opportunity to actually share that with my family before it closed. Yep. Of course, this was yep. Before COVID. And um, Tolliver might've been two years old. Sam might've been, my nephew might've been two years old. And my whole family got to eat there. So I'm yeah. glad that we had the opportunity to do that um, and have that memory in those pictures. My daughters, of course, were there as well. And um, yeah. so, you know, I'm glad that they got the chance to experience it because they love eating there and we had a good time while we were there. So it's just sad. Um, you know, people won't, re- it'll be, it's just going to look like a chain now. You know, the culture that we're yeah. along with and, yeah. the, and the, all the history that we're along with, Peace of Populous, that's going to be probably forgotten at this point so that's <clears throat> yeah you're right man yeah so it was a uh, fun times man great yep. memories it it was a uh, someplace that was in the bedrock of our adolescence and you know into well into adulthood mm-hmm. and because uh, I remember man when we like you know even when we were in college like when you would go home to visit because I was, you know, by that time, my mom and dad had moved here to Charlotte. And when you would go home, I would, I would ask you, like, did you get to go to Peace Populous? Mm-hmm. You know, because <clears throat> that's how much it meant to us. Um, and then we found Nancy's in Atlanta. And it was yep. a good, you know, Nancy's yeah, was Nancy's a good. It was good. It just wasn't Peace Populous. But it, it was, was Nancy's Populous, was good, it, though. It was very good. Yes. Like, don't, like very good <laughs> for all our people in Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. Atlanta, Nancy's. And I don't know if it is anywhere cause anymore, because I know after a while these chains end up falling off. But mm-hmm. Nancy's was really good. It just some yeah. things about Pizza Populous we loved as well. Yep. Yeah, I agree, man. So. I don't know. Did we cover everything? We did, man. We did. We did. We touched on everything. This was a longer episode. Yeah, um, but it was it was a lot of we it packed was a, a lot, lot of stuff in. that happened, man. It was, it was, it was. Yeah. So we we appreciate y'all hanging with us. For those that are listening, you know, we still finding our way, but uh, we having fun uh, along the way. So absolutely. 
It's yep. all about the journey. It's all, it's about, all about the journey. journey. So shout out to all of you that are listening. Again, if you want to, you can send us an email at thesoecast at gmail.com. You know, send us an email. Let us know if you if you were in the AUC, if you remember Mr. Stegos, tell us your memories and your thoughts. If you're in Detroit, did you eat at Pizza Populous? What are some of your memories? You know, um, share them with us because we we would we would love to hear them. Yeah, man, because I definitely I, I some people may not have known what was happening happening with Pizza Populous. So, you know, if we had to break it to you, we would love to hear about some of your memories and yep. your good times and do you still eat there? Maybe some people don't even yeah. eat the populace anymore. I, I know my family doesn't necessarily love it like they used to. So maybe you feel that way, but we would love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again for listening and tapping in. Tremaine, I appreciate you, man. Hey, appreciate you too, brother. All right, man. We'll catch y'all on the next episode of Skeptics Over Everything. All right, definitely. Yeah. Share, yeah, safe. share it, share it. Yep, share it, please. (laughs) All right. All right, man. Take care, man. Yep, peace. peace.